Women who apply to love you do so because they've hit bottom. You're tired of getting ghosted, you're tired of dating apps, you're tired of wasting time on emotionally unavailable men, and you'd really like to find your person. In other words, no one comes here to become a dating expert. Everyone wants a successful long-term relationship. So now you come into coaching, you're finally faced with a man who might be boyfriend material, and you freeze. Come to think of it, you say you want commitment, but maybe you're not ready for commitment. That is what today's Love You podcast is all about. Stick around. I'm Evan Marquette, student coach for Smart, Strong, Successful Women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn five reasons you may be afraid of commitment. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So we're going to begin today by talking about a client of mine. Uh, her name, as far as you know, is Lainey. She is a prototypical, smart, strong, successful woman who has uh, turned to me for success in her love life. She's been with me for probably eight months now. And the other day when we were on one of our private coaching calls, she noticed a pattern. Right? I noticed it, but I'm glad that she noticed it too. Early in our work together, she found uh, some attractive guy online and then she dated him for nearly four months without ever becoming boyfriend, girlfriend. And then at my nudging and behest, when she started to get anxious, because she's in her 40s and wants to have children, I was like, yeah, I don't want to waste too much more time. So I kind of nudged her to, to get out of that relationship, which is going nowhere. And then shortly thereafter, she found another attractive guy online a couple months later, and she has dated him for this past seven weeks without a commitment. And that's when the light bulb went off for her. She didn't even tell me about the seven-week one, which, again, uh, you, you could say it says something about me, but it really talks about how intimate coaching is, is when she really wants to look good for me. She's doing things she knows I wouldn't approve of, and she kept it from me. I can't help her if she does so, but I completely understand why she knew that I wouldn't approve that she was sleeping with a guy for seven weeks who wasn't her boyfriend. So in both situations, my client who's superstar, Ivy League educated, um, six-figure earner, is sleeping with a guy who's not her boyfriend. And the result is that it produces a lot of anxiety and insecurity in her. That's not the intention. That's the consequence of her choices. And she's normalized that. She thinks that's what dating is, is sleeping with a guy and keeping your fingers crossed that he's going to choose you and seeing him on dating apps and stalking him on social and obsessing about when, when he's going to text again and not knowing when the next date will be. And most importantly, not having any clue where the relationship is headed. These are all the hallmarks of someone who uh, is sleeping with someone who's not her boyfriend. And I say this without a moral judgment on doing so. I think morally it's perfectly defensible. I think it just seems to be emotionally taxing. So I use Lainey as an example because she is. She's not just a reader who asked me a question through my blog. She is a paid Love You Masters private coaching client who invested a lot of time, energy, and money in working together. She's a great person. She's a great student. She knows my take on things. And still, she keeps doing the same thing that she's been doing on her own for 40 years. And when I press her, and I do, it's my job, uh, she 
tries on a bunch of excuses. I don't know if she'll see it that way, but that's the way I see it. She's trying on a bunch of excuses to see what I might buy. She's a sex-positive modern woman. She, she, hey, sex is important. She wants to test drive the car before driving the car. She can handle this. She's always been able to handle sex um, outside of a relationship. And, and that's fine. So she's trying all these things. And it's fine because I'm not judging her. She's turning to me because she's not getting the results she wanted. So this is not, you know, what one would term slut shaming. There's no slut here. There's no one who's being shamed here. She's coming to me because she spent her whole life dating this way and this is her pattern and she's having a hard time stopping. And so that's the primary catalyst for change. If you're listening or you're watching this, the catalyst for change is when whatever you're doing isn't working anymore. It's not making you happy. So whatever lady comes by naturally, it hasn't been a very effective tactic for a woman who wants to fall in love fast and start a family soon. So I want to take you back right, and break this into its component parts and explain five reasons why a commitment-oriented woman might be afraid of commitment, because that's also what's coming up here. She's actually afraid of the real deal, and this is kind of her way of staying in the same place, which is a very comfortable setting for her without further ado. Number one reason that you might be afraid of commitment. You have an avoidant attachment style. And our working definition of that, and this is not my work, um, this is you know from uh, Amir Levine's book, Attached. You want to, avoidant people want to have intimacy or they claim to want to have intimacy but because intimacy is scary, you find excuses to avoid it. So the easiest way to be an avoidant without feeling like you're a bad person or you're, right, you're doing anything wrong or there's, right, is the common avoidant techniques is to keep really, really busy, to avoid real attachment, finding fault with every single partner. As long as you find fault with someone, you never actually have to let someone into your heart. Or choosing partners who are ultimately unsuitable or unsustainable, so things never have to get real, which is Lainey's pattern. Right? Always choosing someone who is probably going to be a dead end, so we don't have to make the big decision. We don't have to really let ourselves go. Number two, and this is the bracket, you have an anxious attachment style. Right? If your parents fought a lot, or they got divorced, or your dad left when you were young, you're probably going to carry some of that fear into your adult relationships. And if anxiety is what you associate with love, right? If being in a relationship is inherently anxiety producing, right? Because every guy has abandoned you, disappointed you, pulled away from you, that it always feels like it's just a matter of time before it happens again. And you're constantly on edge in a relationship, which is the opposite of the feeling you should have. Well, it makes sense to avoid that feeling entirely, right? You avoid anything that has a chance to last, right? And this stems way back from childhood, right? If you choose an avoidant guy, if you're an anxious woman and you choose an avoidant guy, you're banking on a relationship that's never going to be. And a guy who treats you well, where you feel safe, feels different. It doesn't feel like love, right? Safety doesn't feel like love. Anxiety feels like love. So we kind of have to fix that wiring. So if you have an anxious attachment style, it's another reason that you might avoid commitment, even though you claim to want commitment. Number three, you don't trust your own judgment. 
decades of dating mistakes and not being able to figure out how to fix them will do a number on your confidence. If you don't trust your internal man picker, the safest thing to do is nothing. To not date at all, to pull yourself out of the dating pool. And it's obvious why, right? Because left to your own devices, you're bound to stay in your same patterns, taking long breaks from dating, overvaluing chemistry, staying too long in unhealthy relationships. And when it feels like your pattern is running your life, sometimes just taking yourself out of the dating pool because you don't trust your ability to do this right. It's like the equivalent of touching the hot stove every time. I'm just not gonna cook anymore. <laughs> That's what happens when people have been burned by dating and relationships and men. You don't trust your own judgment, and so it makes you not want to do anything. Number four reason that uh, you may avoid commitment. A guy gets too excited about you too soon. A lot of folks around here call it love bombing, but love bombing is a very specific, unique form of manipulation, and that's not what I'm alluding to here. What I'm talking to about is very sincere. I've done it probably dozens of times before I was married. You meet a woman, you feel really strongly intense chemistry based on who knows what, but it feels different, right? This really strong first impression. And now you're like white on rice and you will do anything to make sure she feels the same way. And the problem with that guy who's so over eager is threefold. Number one, it doesn't feel good to be with someone who's way ahead of you emotionally, Right? You want to kind of be in the same place. I mean, it's flattering. He's cute. He's, you know, it's nice that he's got a crush, but if you're not there yet, it's going to feel pretty overwhelming. Next, you're, you're going to devalue someone who is too excited about you for, for no reason. Wait, what does this guy even know about me? Why is he putting me up on a pedestal like that? So the more he overvalues you too early, the more you start to devalue him because of that discrepancy. And finally, you don't want to be part of a club that would have you as a member. That's one of the most normal things, right? there. The truth is we tend to overvalue people who don't want us and we undervalue people who do. And think of, of something you've heard me say before about the Venn diagram of dating, right? Every single person could say, everybody who I want to date doesn't want me and everybody who wants me, I don't want to date and never the twain shall meet, right? That's what dating feels like. But your dating pool consists exclusively of the people who are interested in you. It doesn't consist of the people who aren't interested in you. All right. So we're just looking for a few more touch points on that Venn diagram where the people who are interested in you, you're also interested in. But if you devalue every single person who's interested in you and you overvalue the people who don't call you, don't make plans, don't text you, don't commit to you, Right? If that's what love feels like to you, you're going to be in a negative pattern when it comes to dating and relationships. And finally, number five reason that people avoid commitment when they claim to want commitment. Falling in love is scary. Intimacy is scary. Commitment is scary. It's kind of like being the dog who caught the car after chasing it for years and years. You spend your whole life looking for something. And when you're finally confronted with getting the very thing you're looking for, the very thing that's maybe even defined you, you can't help but to second guess whether this is the exact thing you're looking for. I definitely went through that. I spent tons of time while I was dating my wife, second guessing my own judgment, second guessing whether this was right. 
whether I could do this forever, even though I knew it's all that I ever wanted in life. Because now you're actually forced to make a decision. You're not just saying, not my, not my par partner, not my partner, not my partner. So some takeaways to overcome your fear of intimacy. Remember these three principles. A, everything in moderation. In love you, which you haven't taken yet, but you should. We date guys for four to six weeks before seeing if he's worthy of being a boyfriend. And then we have sex once we discover whether he's committed to potential future with you. If you move much faster than that, you're more likely to make a mistake or go off course. If you move much slower than that on sex or commitment, if you drag it out for three, four months, you're probably gonna be ignoring some red flags, either that you're not properly attracted to each other or that you're, neither of you is excited about the other person to want to commit. Truth is a person wants the person you want to be with wants to commit to you relatively quickly. It shouldn't be like a four-month decision. B, no risk, no reward. If commitment seems scary, recognize that A, you can never get the full benefits of couplehood unless you're authentic and vulnerable. If you try to protect yourself from getting hurt, you're not being the real you and you're not going to see the real him. Falling in love is ultimately a leap of faith that both people have to take. B, you have as much power as he does. It's easy to forget that, right? But in any dating situation, it takes two to tango. So you may go into dating relationships focused on how he may disappoint you, hurt you, abandon you. But couldn't he say the exact same thing? Isn't he taking the same leap of you discovering after X number of weeks or months or years that you don't want to marry him? Of course He's risking just as much as you are. Now, I never thought my wife was going to break up with me while we were dating. It's part of why the relationship felt so good. I felt very secure, but she totally could have at any point for any reason decided, nope, not my guy, right? And I would have been the person who got hurt, even though most of my listeners would be sympathizing with my wife, right? For the guy who may, who may abandon. Right, but it does work both ways in every relationship. Right, that's why I tell women you're the CEO. You have plenty of power. You don't give your power to him. And then finally, C, important to recognize when you're trying to go towards intimacy. Choosing a boyfriend is different than choosing a husband. You can't figure out from the first month if he's your soulmate. What you can figure out is if you like him, if you trust him, if you're attracted to him, you could figure out how he basically treats you. You could figure out whether he wants the same kind of commitment, whether he wants family. You could figure all this stuff out in a month, but you don't know what the future holds. So if all those signs are good, you commit to each other. You have to commit to each other as boyfriend, girlfriend to try the relationship on for size to get to the next phase of dating where you actually explore your compatibility as partners. So many women, and again, I could probably say the same about men, but I coach women. So many women want to figure out if he's the one after a couple dates. They want to figure out if, from a dating profile, but they're really trying to figure out, is this guy my husband in the first 90 minutes we're, we're meeting? And the problem is it's not how it works. You can commit to a guy as your boyfriend after a month, discover after a month of bad sex that he's not for you and break up with him a month later. You can do that. It's fine but you can't ever get 
a wedding proposal. You can't get a ring if you never take a guy on as your boyfriend, if you never commit to someone to see how it feels. You actually have to try on the clothes, wear them out of the store, right? You can't just look at it on the rack and know whether it's gonna be a good fit. That's what dating is for. Right? There's the first month of dating before you become boyfriend, girlfriend, and then there's the two years after your boyfriend and girlfriend to figure out if you're compatible as husband and wife. So now that we've worked through your intimacy issues, how do you feel? Is it exciting to know that what you're going through is really normal, that others have these same patterns and that others have overcome them with just a little bit of handholding and coaching and guidance. Comment below as to why you're afraid of commitment with what resonated from this video, from this audio. And I will see you again next week. Thanks a lot. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.